We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, they're very happy and celebrating in Northeast Ohio. I will tell you why momentarily. You'll be happy as a business owner and celebrating. If you follow my advice and visit the website, auiinfo.com. Why? Because via their chat feature, you can ask all the questions that would take you many days to maybe get the answers to, maybe not. You think you might know where to look for how to decide whether or not you're getting your money's worth out of what you spend on benefits for your employees, life, vision, dental, health, disability coverage. How many hours would that take? Ha! I know how many it should take. Zero. You go to auiinfo.com, type into their chat what you pay, what benefits you'd like to offer, can you do better, are there Chamber of Commerce plans, lots of nuances to those Chamber plans. You can spend hours researching it. Why would you? When auiinfo.com has all the answers. They are your friend. They will help you, not just with judicious expenditures on benefits, but with their 300 HR training modules and their in-house dedicated HR specialist. They are an ally, not just a friend, not just a counselor, but an ally and a free ally to you. They're paid by the companies you select. They do great work for businesses. And so many business owners say, you know, that that company you talk about that helps businesses, they really do charge, don't they? I mean, there's no way they don't charge. No, they don't charge you. They charge, but they don't charge you. Because believe it or not, there are a lot of companies that would love to do business with you. They can't find you, but AUI will make the connection, and you will be glad they did because of what you'll save and what you'll gain. AUIinfo.com. That's AUIinfo.com. Now, the difference in time between here and Tokyo is uh, appreciable. For instance, today, the U.S. women's national soccer team played at 4 a.m. I'm glad I did not get up because they did win their bronze medal match. 4-3. to three. The Matildas of Australia let me down. They played Team USA to a scoreless tie the first time. And I thought, if you would have told me that Australia was going to score three times, I would have thought purple-haired Megan Rapino and her American-hating teammates would have returned home in ignominious fashion without a medal. Sadly, America scored four times, and even more sadly, Megan Rapino scored two of those goals. So the U.S. women's national team wins bronze. Their trip to the Olympics was still a failure because they were the overwhelming favorite. But there are some Olympians who are happy to wear USA on their uniform, and I'm going to presume that one of them is Katie Nagiati. Uh, Katie Nagiati made it worthwhile for her family in Olmstead Falls, Ohio, to get up at 6 a.m. today. And they opened the doors at Fat Little Buddy's Tavern in Olmstead Township in North Olmstead. And they were holding their breath 
for a while because American pole vaulter and Olmstead Falls Bulldog Katie Nagiati missed on her first two tries at the opening height. The opening height is a height that a lot of vaulters pass. They don't even try to attempt it. They say, nah, I can make that in my sleep. Raise the bar. And then they have to hit that uh, jump in order to continue in the competition. But Katie Nagiati gets three tries at the opening height. She missed on her first two. She made her third vault successful and went on to win the gold medal. The gold medal in women's pole vaulting. So uh, fantastic for Katie Nagiati. That's phenomenal. Uh, And a Central Ohio man, well, he's Central Ohio because his wife uh, coaches the throwers on the Ohio State track team. Uh, His name is Joe Kovacs. Uh, Joe Kovacs won the silver medal in the shot put. I think it was yesterday morning, but it was last night on TV here. Aaron, do you know the difference in time between Tokyo and uh, Eastern time? Uh, I think it's 13. 13 hours? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, a little history here. Joe Kovacs and fellow American Ryan Krauser uh, finished. Krauser won the gold. Kovacs won the silver. And in third place was New Zealand's Thomas Walsh. Those were the first three guys in the 2016 Rio games. Same order. Same event. It is the first time in Olympic history in any event that the same three people in the same order from the previous Olympics have finished in the same order at the next Olympics. That is why. A little bit of trivia there. A little bit of trivia. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm getting into the track and field. I believe it's tonight. I'm afraid to go online because uh, I'm a big fan of American track star Allison Felix. She's a wonderful young woman and is running in her fifth Olympics. Her fifth. She's 35 years old. She's running the 400-meter race. And uh, I believe the best she can do is a bronze medal. But if she gets the bronze medal, she will. it will be her 10th Olympic medal over five Olympics. And that would be more medals than any female track and field athlete has ever won. She's currently in a tie with nine, and it would equal the 10 medals won by Carl Lewis in his Olympic career. So Allison Felix runs, I'm not sure exactly when, and I'm afraid to Google her name because if I Google her name and then I see how she's finished, then it'll ruin it for me. I will be uh, inflicting upon myself uh, my very own spoiler alert. So, Aaron, I don't know what your uh, evenings consist of. Are you dialing in the uh, NBC coverage of the Olympics or not? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching a decent amount this year. I really am. It's kind of the kind of thing where, um, for me, in between, I kind of forget about it and mm-hmm. don't really care. But then once it's back, I'm I'm on board. I like it. It, it. I forget how much I like it till I watch it. Seeing different people from all over the world and. And like you said, there's so many little uh, sports trivia and facts in there. There's, there's there's so much history going on with it. I, I like that kind of stuff. So much stuff is now an Olympic sport that I did not know was an Olympic sport. 
Well, last night for the first time I saw it. I believe it's called sport climbing. Sport climbing. It's essentially rock, one of those yeah. uh, artificial rock, rock yeah. walls. Yeah. Amazing how fast they go up that wall. They're like Spider-Man Did going up that wall. Did you see the uh, canoeing? I have seen the canoeing, yes. They the built, kayaking, you yeah, mean, like, in, like the, a, in the white water? Yeah, it's like an artificial river they <laughs> yeah, built. Yeah, exactly. It's wild. Spare no expense. Uh, the other, I saw skateboarding is uh, an Olympic sport now. Uh, my kids got into the uh, table tennis. They really like that. Now, one that's happening right now, and maybe you know if this is literal, it's called the men's 50K walk. Yeah, speed walking. What, that's been around for years. What disqualifies... When are you well, going too fast? It's not that you go too fast. You, the, I believe a portion of your body has to be in contact with the ground at all times. They have this very distinct okay. way of walking, heel-toe, heel-toe, heel-toe. And I think you get a certain number of faults if you're going so fast that your okay. toe is not on the ground. Let's see. It would be, yeah, your toe is off the ground when your heel touches your other foot's heel touches and i think if they cite you a certain number of times you're dq'd but yeah it's a trip to watch those guys they're <laughs> swinging their hips and moving their arms and yeah 50 kilometer 50 kilometers like 30 miles speed walking how do you get into that you're like running and you're not fast enough and so you well, that's basically what i kind of do you out decide there. i'm like trying to go walk? fast but i'm not good enough to run so it's like <laughs> Yeah. Somewhere so between. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some crazy events for sure. Many many crazy events. Um so <laughs> we'll see how uh how team uh, USA does going forward, but uh, I like the track and field. Before I left the house today, my daughter was watching the diving. I don't know if she's watching it live or on DVR. The Chinese divers are amazing. They have a 14-year-old diver today, female diver, 14 years old, on the 10-meter, so she's 30 feet up. And she did this dive, and she made no more splash in the water than if I would have thrown, like, this stapler in the water. It was incredible. And it was the first dive I've ever seen. I don't know if it was the first dive in history, but the first dive I've ever seen where she got... Tens across the board. Every judge gave her a 10. And what struck me was she got out of the pool, absolutely no joy on her face. No, I mean, if I did that, or you'd think if an American did that, it'd be a smile. There'd be like, you know, something, some reaction. But they're like flatline. Where was this? It was at the Olympics. I mean, but what country? China. Okay. There's so much. I saw a story earlier today about a girl who um, said something about her coach, and she said she was worried about uh, being put into a mental institution in her country when she got back. Yeah. Like, they would never let her out. They just put her away and medicate her for the rest of her life. Because why? She Because she failed? Would, no, spoke out against a coach. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I said to my kids. I said, you know, they probably pulled that child, because she's 14, they probably pulled that child away from her parents at some incredibly early age. And she has been undergoing regimented training, diet, and everything. And here she is, so elite at what she does. She was 20 points ahead after two dives. 
She was 20 points ahead of the other Chinese diver, who, by the way, was 15. These two kids were so good that the Olympic gold medalist from China in 2016 did not make the Chinese Olympic team in diving this year. So up-and-comers are so good. Yeah, really that's how good they are. Okay, it. there we go. They're yeah. so good, right? So, But I just, it, it, it hurts me to see, you know, uh, Joe Biden and his administration, they don't think China's any threat. China, the way of life in China is, I mean, that's what we have to not allow to happen here, is to not allow the government to say, you know, you have to do this. You, if you don't do this, you don't comply. You don't do this. You're going to go away or whatever. And I know it seems far-fetched and all that, that happens. That happens in the world. My kids are like, they don't look happy. And I'm like, they're not happy. And they'll win a gold medal, and they still don't celebrate. And I'm like, all they feel is relief. All they feel is relief because that's expected. And if they don't deliver on expectations, I said, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if they're going to be taken away, if they're going to be penalized, if their family's going to be taken away. Somebody's going to bear... Is it possible somebody's going to bear a cost for them not living up to the expectations of the state? Yes, it's possible. So it's really um, interesting to watch the uh, array of emotions and sometimes the lack of emotions in Olympians. And you wonder, what is going on in their head? What are they thinking about? What kind of, you know, Simone Biles, she's under all this pressure, right? And I'm sure she is under pressure. You're not under pressure of being taken to a concentration camp or being put in a mental institution if she doesn't perform up to expectations or if she decides, I'm going to be selfish and I'm not going to compete today because the pressure is getting to me. Those are freedoms that we still have in America, and hopefully they're freedoms that we will always have. One final note on American Katie Nagiati from Olmstead Falls, Ohio. Uh, she is coming back to Olmstead Falls after the Olympics for a rally and a meet and greet. Uh, she says she felt like she owed her gold medal to her community because she credits them with banding around her and her entire family after her father died when she was 16 years old. She said, I felt their support. From day one of his passing, so I do this for them. I know they're all rooting for me, and it means so much. Yeah, that kind of community support, small town, although uh, Olmstead Falls is 9,000 people, and it's hooked right on to Cleveland. It's a you know, pretty seamless transition from uh, one part of a Cleveland suburb to another. But uh, that's a cool story. Good for her, and I look forward to watching that on the Olympics tonight uh, when they show it. I received an email today from the Club for Growth Pack which uh, tells me that they are uh, part of or at least uh, affiliated with in some way, shape, or form uh, Josh Mandel, who's running for the Republican Senate seat held by Rob Portman. Josh Mandel would be a vast improvement over Rob Portman, uh, but I would assume anyone would be a vast improvement over squishy Rob Portman. Uh, The results of... Club for Growth PACs polling shows that Josh Mandel has, at present, a 40% share of the vote in the multi-candidate race for the right to run against screaming Tim Ryan of the Youngstown area in the November election in 2022 to succeed Portman. Uh, This poll 
And again, I've told you where it's from, so factor that in. Has Mandel at 40%, J.D. Vance at 12%, Jane Timken, former head of the Ohio Republican Party, at 8%, Mike Gibbons and Matt Dolan at 3%, Bernie Moreno, uh, former Cleveland uh, automobile dealer, Cleveland businessman, he's big in blockchain. Uh, Bernie's been here in studio and been on the show. I like Bernie a lot. I think he's uh, got a private citizen kind of Trumpy vibe to him. Uh, they have Bernie Moreno at 1% of the vote. Now, they also equate each candidate's name identification factor uh, and what it was in February and what it is now. J.D. Vance has raised his identification from 15% to 23%. So J.D. Vance is, I don't know if you have noticed, Aaron, J.D. Vance, it appears to me, is the favorite of Fox News, or at least of some Fox News hosts or a Fox News booker because he's on Fox News a lot. He's on Tucker. He's on with Ben Dominich on their 7 o'clock show. I don't see Josh Mandel on there. I don't see Jane Timken on there. I don't see Bernie Moreno on there. And I don't know why because Fox News, I think, would love Bernie Moreno. Well, they love Josh Mandel too. But J.D. Vance is getting the Fox push behind him. Well, you know, I, I think even though no matter how small it is, celebrity in, in political office just has so such a big advantage. Yeah. People just want to talk to you because they've heard your name before. Right. He's written a book, Hillbilly Elegy. It's a it's a very interesting book. It's perceived as like a story of triumph in Appalachia. Middletown, Ohio is not in Appalachia. Doesn't mean there can't be a story of triumph for Middletown, Ohio. Middletown, Ohio is you know, it's aptly named. It's right between Dayton and Cincinnati, and it's got some rough areas in it. And I'm sure it's a true story, or at least a you know based on fact. Have you read Hillbilly the Elegy? No. Have you seen the movie? No. I haven't either. The movie starred is star Reese Witherspoon. Mm, no, I, I forget who the movie starred, but at any rate, uh, J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance will make a run. At Josh Mandel, because J.D. Vance, J.D. Vance has this interesting vibe to him in that he's he's a populist. He's working hard. He says all the right things. He's got the everyman feel, but he's tied up with a big time venture capitalist from the West Coast, Peter Thiel. The two most famous people in it are Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Ah, oh, Glenn Close. OK. Well, Amy Adams is not too famous because I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, but I could pick Glenn Close out of a lineup. So. Maybe I'll have to check and see if that uh, movie is available on uh, my streaming service. Now, I don't know if this is just a matter of routine, but I look at this and I scratch my head and go, is there such a thing anymore ever as a justified police shoot without the falderall of an investigation? Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost uh, has completed his review of the April shooting death of Miles Jackson. He is the person who died in an exchange of gunfire at St. Anne's Hospital over in Westerville. You remember uh, Mr. Jackson was kind of out of it on a park bench. Uh, Ambulance was called. Police went to the hospital. They were exceedingly nice to him. Uh, Up even even past the point of when a bullet was discovered in his pocket, mm, alarm bells, whoop, 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 
why are you carrying a bullet if you're not also carrying a gun? The Columbus police officers, the Westerville police officers were very nice to Mr. Jackson. And then they uh, were going to handcuff him because he had an outstanding arrest warrant. And then he proceeded to resist arrest when they realized that he had a gun in the crotch of his pants. He fought with officers. He fired at officers. And I believe we played the audio from that on the air. And it sticks in my mind it was either more than 80 times or more than 100 times. Miles Jackson was ordered, urged um, to put down his weapon. And he chose not to do so. And he regrettably chose to fire again at officers. And then he was shot and he died in that shooting. And so I'm, as I said, hoping this is a matter of procedure, that the um, review of this case by Gary Tyak, the Franklin County prosecutor, he's a Democrat, so you can't count on anything. 